All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, December 5th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And Clayton, according to the great Anthony D'Alessandro of Deadline, must read every weekend, this past weekend was one of the dullest weekends of the year. That is what the Anthony D. Alessandro. So it's now D for dullest. For dull. Yeah, D for dullest. Wow. And uh I you know what? We'll 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 see about that right now. So why don't you give us a plow for the box office weekend of Friday, December second, twenty twenty two. All right, number one for the fourth weekend in a row. Yes. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, $17.5 million, down 62%. It lost 403 theaters. It's at $393.6 million in its fourth frame. Number two, Violent Night made $13.4 million in its first frame. Number three, Strange World made $5 million, down 58%. It's at $25.6 million in its second weekend. Wow. Number four, The Menu made $3.4 million, down 37%. It lost 418 theaters. It's at $24.6 million in its third weekend. And rounding out the top five, Devotion made $2.7 million, down 54%. It is now at $13.7 million. And this is its second weekend. And that's it. That's it. That's the top five. Wow. It was so, such a dull top five. It put you to sleep. It put us both almost to sleep. So yeah. maybe Anthony D'Alessandro is on to something. I mean, here's the thing. We did at least have a brand new release at number two. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't. Like it was the same top three from the weekend before. That would have been duller, Mm -hmm. right? That would have been duller than this. We had Violent Night get up to number two. So over-indexing. And it over-indexed. That's the thing is we had a movie over-indexed. So I think Mm -hmm. when you have a movie that is a brand new movie, open at number two, and it over-indexes, I think... Yeah, it'd be hard pressed to say that's the dullest weekend of the year. I am sure if we look back in 2022, we'll find a duller weekend in January of that mm-hmm. year when it's just Spider Man hashtag three Spider Men's uh, number one every week, right? That's probably a duller weekend. Definitely yeah. some duller weekends the end of this past August. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have the 3,000-year journey or whatever that movie was called, and you've got Beast, and those are your new releases every week, and those are probably duller weekends. So I don't know. I mean, we love Anthony D. Alessandro, must read every weekend in Deadline. Uh, this wasn't the dullest, but it was pretty dull. It was dull, yeah. Well, and But Black dull. Panther also over over-indexed, and it's running 6% ahead of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which should make you happy. Yeah, I mean, listen, I was always a little perplexed at why that Doctor Strange movie was as big as it was. Scarlet Witch, WandaVision. Yeah, the interconnectivity. But but, but Wakanda Forever doing, doing exactly what it should be doing, and God... 
just talking about Wakanda forever again, I, it is so dull to be We've talking, been talking about, about it forever. Yeah, so we don't need to. Let's talk about the newbie. Let's talk about. But we're going to have Knight. to talk about it next weekend because. No, it's all about Father Stew next weekend. Uh, All right, we'll see. That'll be for our preview episode. All right, so Violent Night. The David Harbour as Santa, as an action star, Christmas action comedy movie. Over-indexed, it's number two. Clayton, I'm going to throw this out to you right now. Does this make David Harbour a movie star? No, but it definitely makes him more of a... uh, it, he, it, it makes him closer than he was. It, it, mm-hmm. it makes him valuable. It makes him into somebody that you could put in a movie at a low budget and he's going to promote the hell out of it. Yep. And he's going to be charming as hell doing it. Mm-hmm. And he has a really strong built-in fan base of all ages mm-hmm. from Stranger Things. And I think th- he can bring that audience to different things and we're seeing that here now is this a blockbuster no did it need to be no so i think making 13 what did you because i was super low on this and i was super low on this because this is the exact kind of genre that i am very much i find unappetizing you don't like you don't like violent comedies where the you know the the violence is the the joke is the violence i don't like that i don't like that i don't like santa uh violent santas i don't like blood on those cheap costumes there's something icky about it i that also makes me feel unsettled in a way that i can't describe i mean if i if i went to therapy i might but you know mm -hmm. i'm it's not like i'm not uh i'm not a therapy guy you know what i mean right 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 In A Christmas Story, when the Santa Claus kicked the hero, the protagonist, Ralphie, in the head, kicked him down the slide, was that too violent of a Santa for you? Is that a bridge too far? No, because there was no blood involved. There was no liquid. There was no bodily fluids on, on the costume. So your your big hang up is the blood getting on the fabric of the Santa suit. Yes, you, I hate that. I hate that more than anything. Okay. I mean, I I would guess then Violent Night would be a bit of a nightmare for you because I could imagine there is a lot of fluids getting on David Harbour's Santa suit in this movie. I haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, I mean, on yet, the poster, but, on the poster right. there's fluids on it. There's blood. Right. Now, Pat, you were higher on this than I was. Yes. But I don't think much, right? I think you said nine. I I definitely don't think I got to 13.3. I feel like what we did on the last episode, and it's all such a blur, is we did an over-under based on the opening weekend of Bob Odenkirk's Nobody. Which was six and some change, and I went under. You went under. I definitely went over. I, I just knew that because of the conditions of... This weekend, even the dullest weekend of 2022, is a better condition than nobody opening in March of 2021. So, yeah, 6.8 million is what nobody made in March 2021. I had the over. But, yeah, I think I went to, like, nine or so. I definitely didn't see Violent Night getting to double digits. It over-indexed, and I agree. I think this is great for David Harbour. It gives him... It really cements him as someone who could be that kind of low-budget genre star. Like a Gary Butler. 
Yes, yes. He he could really, you know, he's got a different energy. He's a big guy, but he's not, doesn't seem as muscly as a Gary Butler. Mm-hmm. But he he's brings that wry comedic sense. I think he's also got that character actor vibe, which is always yeah. a nice thing to have in these type of movies. And I think, yeah, you could just build these $10 million movies around David Harbour and you know you're going to do fine at the box office and then it's going to be, I mean, Violent Night is more of a play for this is going to be a staple on cable and streaming for the next 20 years. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to be a, not a holiday classic, but it's going to be a holiday presence. And guess what? If it was on Netflix or HBO Max or Hulu exclusively right it wouldn't be right right the box office and and the fact that people will have a recollection of seeing it in the movie theater is going to give a big life to this movie so what do you think was the reason why it over indexed what do you think worked here was it the sleepiness of this weekend the the lack of anything else that was new mm-hmm. are people are are people in the holiday spirit at the box office? You know, were they specifically craving Santa Claus this weekend? Did they want Santa Claus? I mean, maybe there. I don't. There hasn't been anything uh, Santa Santa Claus related mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that has come out yet in theaters. So I think, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I think it. We are transitioning from Thanksgiving to Christmas. People are making that transition, and I think. It took a uh, weekend where that transition happens, and mm-hmm. it ran with it. Yeah. So do you think this movie has legs? You know, is Violent Night a one-weekend wonder? I mean, obviously, we're going to do our weekend preview episode later in the week, but is 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 this sort of a curiosity, and then this is going to pretty much go away i mean i i think the lack of competition and the fact that it is so seasonal i feel like this 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 could do pretty well for the next couple of weeks oh yeah i mean especially next week i think this uh, this will do well hold pretty well because mm-hmm. there really isn't i don't think a crossover between father stew re-release and this mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, I mean you've got you've got the well, I guess Father Stew is not it's not a Christmas movie. Just because something's a religious movie doesn't make it a Christmas movie. No, no. Um yeah, I are there any other winners of this Violet Night overperforming? You know, David Harbour is gonna gonna get to cement himself as sort of a low budget genre star. Santa Claus is obviously uh, you know, staking his claim again. That he ain't going anywhere. Whether mm-hmm. you whether you want that or not, he ain't going anywhere. Santa Claus is here to stay. Um, I feel like this is sort of a win for John Wick, just in the sense that it's another affirmation that people like that type of movie that you don't like, Clayton. Well, you, no, it's it's not a win for John Wick. It's a it's a I mean it is in a way, but it's a win for eighty seven North is what it's a win okay. for. It's a win for that production company that did Bullet Train and Nobody Mm. and did some crappy Netflix movies. They got this released in theaters and it over-indexed. That's good Mm for them. Mm -hmm. That's good for them. Because then they point to that and they say, look, let us put this other movie in theaters. 
You know, I mean, I, that is they're a winner definitely this weekend, because if this would have opened the way I thought it was going to at six, then they're going to have a hard time getting movies that aren't John Wick's in right, the theaters. Right, right. Yeah, this definitely gives them some credibility. Um, is this a win? Right now, you know who's having a good time at the box office? John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. If if VH1's best week ever was still on television, which it should be, mm-hmm. people would be saying John Leguizamo is having the best week ever because he has got two movies doing well at the box office right now. He's, of course, got Violent Night. He's a co-star of that, open number two. He's a star of The Menu, which is doing really well. You know, people are loving that movie. It's holding well. John Leguizamo is, is and not to say he's making a comeback, because, I mean, he never really left. But in terms of being at the box office, I can't remember the last weekend where John Leguizamo had two out of the top five movies in the box office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That hasn't happened for a long time. Yeah, good for Mambo Mouth. I mean... He's a he's a he's a great talent. He's one of those guys who is. De- I think he's a value add. I mean, when I see John Leguizamo is going to be in a movie, I'm thinking, okay, yep. all right, let's see what he's got in store here. Yep, yep. So good for him. Is this a win for Beverly D'Angelo? Is in the cast of Violent Night, and this gives her something huge, which I think is there's not many actors out there who have multiple. Christmas perennials. You know, Beverly mm-hmm. D'Angelo, of course, has, I would say, a top five Christmas perennial movie, which is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. That is that is in there. That is in the upper, you know, if you've got a Christmas tree, maybe it's not the star on top of the tree, but it's pretty close. It's it's right at the top of that tree. Yeah. And so, now I mean, she's it, got it, Violent Night, which was a hit and is is going to be something that you watch every year. So this is big for Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah, I mean, it's up there. I mean, I think uh, Vacation is up there mm-hmm. with um, Christmas Story, obviously. Yeah. It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Uh, Daddy's Home 2, of course, which is a holiday classic. Yeah. And Die Hard. And, and Die Hard, yeah. So all of them up there. Yeah. Yeah. So good for Beverly D'Angelo. She's got another... A uh, big holiday movie, and those checks will come. I, it's great to have the holiday movies because then you get those residual checks right at the end of the year. Mm, when you need them the most. When you need them the most. The bill comes due for all those Christmas gifts you bought, and then you just cash in residual checks for your holiday perennial movie. So good for Beverly D'Angelo. So yeah, Violent Night, nice overperforming. I think it does some good things for all these different stars. And again, it's Santa Claus whipping it out and telling everyone he's still the king. Yeah. I mean, so so money-wise, this was the eighth lowest weekend of the year. Okay. And the bottom belonging to January 28th to the 30th mm-hmm. with $34.9 million. This, this weekend was 56.4, just to give you an idea. And that's when Morbius was supposed to go and Sony pushed it to April because of Omicron. So really that weekend was kind of uh, an aborted weekend. But, you know, again, once Morbius came out, it didn't light up the box office. So who who knows what it would have done in that frame? I don't think that would have been a hit at any time. 
Well, the thing that, and, and we have we have gone off on this a lot the last week or two, but the thing that would have helped the box office a lot this weekend was if Glass Onion, Knives Out 2, was still in theaters, was in 3,000 theaters, 4,000 theaters. That, for sure, would have made this weekend look a lot different. Can, can I tell you a story that I, that uh, real quick, that I told, uh, I mean, I'll tell the audience a story that I already told you, so... Sure. If, if you want to take a drink or do whatever. I'll pretend I didn't hear this. Great. So I had an interaction with a young lady this past week. Nice. And it was a pleasant interaction. We were talking. And I asked what they were doing this weekend. and uh, Or this week. And they said, oh, I'm going to go see Knives Out. Glass Onion. Have you heard of this Glass Onion? And I said, Okay. I have, and I had to inform this young lady that that movie was no longer in theaters, and the look on her face mm-hmm. was of shock mm-hmm. and disappointment, and I brought that. I was the face of that disappointment, which bummed me out. I mean, and she said, you know, it's fine. I would have found out any another way, and I was like, well, now, you know, you have a face to it, and... She wasn't like, oh, well, I guess I'll wait until it comes out on Netflix. She wasn't, because that's what Netflix assumes people are saying. She said, I guess I'll just torrent it then. So let's summarize. I had to disappoint a a, a young lady, which is not something I like to do. Right. Sometimes you do have to do it, but you don't never like to do it. I don't ever like it, but I do do it often. And then Netflix left a, what, it's New York City, so 20 to $23 ticket on the table, which, of course, we know they don't care anything about money. They just flush it down the fucking toilet. And then they lost a subscriber because she's just going to torrent it. Like, right. she's somebody who probably has someone else's password or doesn't even have Netflix at all because she just bootlegs things. Right, right. And right. I'm not saying what she does is right, huh? Piracy is huh. not right, huh? huh? But guess what? Guess who would have maybe asked for a subscription, uh, not asked for a subscription, signed up for a subscription if she wanted to see that movie so bad to see the movie that week, right after it left theaters, when the momentum was hot. But no, now it's going to... We're, what we have to wait until Christmas? Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Uh, it's 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 buffoonery it's and mm-hmm. dunderheadedness at the highest level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the way from the top, Ted, to the right. person who mops the fucking floors. Oh wow, you're going it's dumb. It's the janitor's fault. Yeah, as of well. course. Well, they're all yeah, of course. He works there. He could fucking right. mop up toilets somewhere else. There's plenty of toilets in this world. Right. Right. The person who's mopping the toilets at Paramount could feel proud because Paramount released hit at hit after hit after hit at the, the Oh, the box absolutely. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I mean, I I I I'm not the one uh blaming janitors, but I understand you are. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's a maddening strategy. It's frustrating people. I'm curious to how this young lady that you talked to, how she plans to torrent this movie, because I guess she's going to watch a bootlegged from the movie theater, someone holding a camera 
in the front row, like old fashioned style. I guarantee if it's a Netflix movie, somebody has leaked a file of it. You know what I mean? Like I believe, and I don't know, I haven't checked, but there's gotta be, there's gotta be files. I, I do feel like this, this young lady that you were talking to, Seemed also very confused about a lot of aspects about Glass Onion Knives Out. No. She thought she could see in the movie theater. Well, in now seven she days, she can torrent her, it. The assumption, listen, Pat, don't yeah. stick up for Netflix. The assumption that if a movie is in theaters on a Sunday and you want to see it on a Monday and it's gone after right. it was a hit, you right, were right. reading Vulture. Right blurbs about right. how it it solved the mystery of bringing people to the theaters you would assume this is a movie that you're going to be able to see in theaters until christmas at the very right. least so she's not the one who's stupid here pat no no i'm okay. not saying stupid but she she's she she's not keeping up on the industry news she's not a B.O. she's Boys certainly listener. not listening to the B.O. boys right so that that's a that is a slight problem for her for sure yeah you know, that the conversation that you and her had didn't start off with her saying, wait, are you Clayton from the VO Boys? I well, that's, yeah. that voice. that's a mark against so, her, definitely. Yeah. But no, no, I, I, I mean, Netflix is, is just screwing up on every level here, and they're going to be disappointing people. They're disappointing people like that young lady who was looking forward to, and I'm sure she had a group of friends yeah. that they all thought they were going to see glass onion in the theater that weekend and then she had to tell a group of friends this guy that i talked to told me this Mm -hmm. and then they're gonna say wow another guy let you down stacy yep yep and it just turns into that whole thing which what are you gonna do want to go into yeah you know she didn't want to have that conversation again with her friends about some other new guy that she met who just you know, let her down. And she's they're had like, that conversation. are you going to post about it? And she's like, I'm thinking about posting about it. I right. might post about it. So now right. I might get posted about. Thank you, yeah. Netflix. Thank you, Netflix. Hashtag thank you, Netflix. So thanks to Netflix. There, This was a disappointing weekend at the box office because if Glass Onion was out there, it probably is making 20 plus a million dollars in its second weekend. And the weekend looks a lot different. Also, the weekend would have looked a lot better if only Strange World wasn't such a colossal dud at the box office. I mean, this movie, which was Disney Animation's big holiday animated movie in the slot that has previously had Frozen and Frozen 2 and Moana, Movies like that, Wreck-It Ralph movies, open up in this slot. In its second weekend, uh, uh, Strange World made $5 million for the weekend. That Mm -hmm. is insane. This is, you called it, you called it before this open, not just a disappointment, not just a bomb. This would be historic. And we could sit here now after its second weekend Strange World is a historic, historic disappointment, a it, col- it, an utter disaster. It will supplant Treasure Planet as yes. the biggest failure in Walt Disney animated history. Yes. I mean, yes. that's a fact. For how much it's going to lose monetarily, 
the, the I mean, it does put a, a a real dent in Disney animation. Mm-hmm. Like it really makes you think, what's the next thing they're going to come up with or come out with? And it does mm-hmm. not make the consumer confident. No, it. If this was a different time, I mean, I think the thing Disney has going for it right now is it's so much more of a trusted brand than it ever has been. It has so much IP. Mm-hmm. But if if Strange World is one of those movies that if, if it had come out in the 70s or 80s before Disney had its, you know, big... Uh, uh, new new revival with Little Mermaid and Aladdin and Lion King in the late '80s, early '90s. In that fallow period for Disney, you know, in the early '80s, Strange World would have been the type of movie that just is talked about as is this the end of Disney altogether? Well, Black you know, Cauldron. Have... Uh, this would have been a yes. Black Cauldron. Black Cauldron was that movie. I mean, exactly. things were a lot more tenuous back in the day for Disney before they acquired every single uh, property. Right. You know? Right. And, and so, yeah, I think they're better off now. I mean, they can they can stand to have a failure this big. Right. But, but this is big. This is You're right. This is Black Cauldron level. This is the this kind of bomb sinks a studio that isn't as cemented as Disney because Disney isn't uh, Disney's ever going anywhere. There will never be a disaster that will sink Walt Disney Animation. Mm-hmm. But this is at the level where other studios not as strong as Disney would have co- could collapse under the weight of what Strange World is doing. Well, it didn't. I mean, Titan AE was one of those. Mm-hmm. It was the final project produced by Fox Animation Studios because it bombed so bad. Right, right. And D- Disney now is in a position because of what Bob Chapstick has done culminating in Strange World. This is on Bob Chapstick. Disney is in a place now where, listen, of course, again, Disney's not going to collapse. This is not a studio ender, blah, blah, blah. But... Disney does not feel like the market leader in animation anymore. You know, you look at Illumination with mm. their Munions, with their Minions, with their Despicable Me's, with their animated version of the Grinch. Yeah, fucking know, Megamind. Their, Megamind. Megamind. They have Super Mario Brothers. Mm. They feel like the market leader in animation right now in a way that Disney does not. Yeah. Illumination for Universal, that isn't becoming a sure bet than Disney putting out an animated movie. Dude, they have... Maybe maybe they don't have... What was the one that I mentioned? Uh, Megamind? Megamind. That might have been a one-off. Uh, maybe they did But they have, like you said, the Minions... They had the secret life of pets. They wow. have they have Sing. They have Sing. That's right. Sing is such a refillable bucket. I mean, talk about a franchise that we 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 said this when the mm-hmm. second movie did really well even though it was pandemic-ish times that it's endemic now. Yes. We will all be. I mean, listen, you'll probably be a father before I am or if I ever am a father. Mhm. But 
we're all going to be watching sing movies with our kids if we have kids, right? Yes, a hundred percent. It will happen to all of us. Yes, you will get you, and you will get sing multiple times in your life. Mm-hmm. I will. I will get sing multiple times in my life. Yeah. Oh, I guess uh, Mega Mind was DreamWorks, so I'm wrong. Yes, but. You yeah, looking at Illumination, they are Despicable Me, Minion, Secret Life of Pets, Sing, uh, The Lorax, Grinch Stole Christmas, soon to be Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. That is, I would say right here, this is fully supplanted Walt Disney Animation as the market leader, as the the studio that knows what kids want and Mm -hmm. knows how to put on blockbuster kids movies disney's not collapsing walt disney animation is not collapsing but between there and pixar's record these last couple of years they are in a position of weakness and they have it they need to prove themselves again because they're yeah they're in the position of they need that late 80s early 90s Disney Renaissance again because they they have just had their black cauldron. The only thing they have going theatrical is Marvel right now and they're mm-hmm. diluting it with their TV shows. They need to put the brakes on that stuff. They need to figure that out cuz that's the only thing making them money in the theaters right now. Yeah. But but with the kids stuff they just they don't get I mean Encanto became a hit on streaming because of the song mm-hmm. but it was not a blockbuster in theaters you know no. that the Disney is absolutely falling behind all these other animated studios and strange world is the black cauldron and let's see black cauldron eventually led to the little mermaid you know yeah. it, it wasn't the next year but eventually you got to little mermaid what will Strange World lead to? Will it lead to Disney having that come to Jesus moment, reassessing its life, going to therapy, figuring stuff out? That's what Disney needs to do. I mean, the fact that Chapstick got canned, I think at least tells you Disney understands there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's touch really quick upon two movies that did not make the top 10 even. Okay. A movie that we called to be number two before we knew anything about it Mm -hmm. crunchy rolls quintessential quintuplets movie Mm -hmm. we got an email from marcus our wannabe oh boy but more importantly our anime correspondent yeah and he said that this movie was huge in japan but it is a sitcom about a cast of teenage girls. It's not an action movie. Mm. It's not an action anime. So he went with 1.5 million, and obviously this did even less, but we were going six, and you said nine or something. I think that was I, the one you said nine about, right? I think I might have said nine on that. I'm thinking I said nine, yeah. Yeah. I, I had it above Violent Night. I mean, listen... And this was just number 13. Right. With half a million dollars. Yeah. So it did a Playmobil the movie. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's hard to blame it because it is an anime film that apparently has absolutely no recognition in the United States. Mm-hmm. 
And so it, I mean, Playmobil has way more recognition in the United States than the quintessential quintuplets. Um, I, I guess I just put too much faith in Crunchyroll and their ability to sell us on anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and they're great and they've, they've overperformed with their opening weekends, but they are not, uh, they cannot perform miracles, and I guess that's what would have needed to happen for the quintessential quintuplets to have made nine, ten million dollars at the box office. Well, Playmobil would have had to be miracle workers. And just to be clear, Playmobil did much, much worse than this movie because it opened in two thousand three hundred thirty-seven theaters, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it made on its opening weekend six hundred fifty-six thousand dollars. Yeah, it's still it's that's still the the that is still the uh uh the barometer of just how bad a kid's movie could do. Mm-hmm. But variable pricing. Could do. So mm-hmm. I mean people could have been coming to the counter with lint from their pockets and right. getting into that movie. So we'll never we should do a documentary at some point mm-hmm. about the variable pricing mm-hmm. on Playmobil, mm-hmm. you know. Get in a car. Yeah. Go yeah. cross and, country and, it, and talk to theater owners. What did you charge for Playmobil? Was right. it the same for every showing? Was it different for different showings? Was it different from person to person? Right. Like, was right. it a pay what you like? I mean, was this like yeah, the the, uh, the museum? It was like in New, in New York when you can pay what you want at the museum, and of course you always pay nothing, right? You pay a dollar. You don't. I oh, pay I thought 20 you, bucks. you just pay what they list on. No, the, you don't pay what they list. No, okay. you give them a dollar, and you, and you they give you the stink guy, and then you just look at them like, what do you want from me? That's the problem. I'm variable no prices. I'm sometimes no you come in, and sometimes I come in, and we're obviously oh Pat throwing twenties around like mm, who cares. Let well, me see those dinosaur bones for the thousandth time. All right. You know, it costs a lot to preserve those. Yeah. And there's a lot of tourists that come in here and clog up the arteries and uh, pay 50 bucks to see the dinosaurs. So I don't need to. Do you? So I as pay far taxes as we, in this city. Do you? Of course I do. As far as we know, though, the quintessential quintuplets movie. No variable pricing. Whoever no. went to see this had to pay the listed price at that theater. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, this you got to chalk this one up to it's very hard to to know still right now what these Crunchyroll movies are going to do. I think we're building, especially in the last year, we're building a history with these movies, mm-hmm. but it will still probably take another year's worth of Crunchyroll releases before we really have a clear idea what before these come out of just what level they are. Yeah. And Marcus, I mean, thank you for what you do and your thank emails you. are always so integral to our understanding of anime. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we speak your name. Thank now, you, Marcus. Now, here's another movie that we didn't know what to, to make of was Top Gun Maverick, opening in what uh, in an, an amount of theaters we didn't know at the time, mm-hmm. but turned out to be 1,864 theaters and a lot of PLFs. 
Yeah. And and this might have been one mission too many. Mm-hmm. Because that per theater average for Top Gun Maverick this weekend was $363. Oh, boy. So I think we're just at a place where people have seen this movie so much mm-hmm. in the past year. Between the theatrical run, where it's over $717 million domestic, one of the biggest sellers all time on PVOD. So... People have seen a lot of this movie and very recently, and this this was going back too soon. You know, yeah. there will be a day when that Top Gun Maverick revival at the box office is going to be huge, but that's years from now. You know, that is the month or two before Top Gun Rooster comes out. Mm-hmm. You know that that's when you do the Top Gun Maverick. The next time you do it, uh, bring it back in the theaters. But that's a couple of years from now. This was just one mission too many. So and yeah, people people were not ready to see it again yet. It came in eleventh place mm-hmm. with six hundred and seventy six thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, you already did the per theater average. I think this might have even been an idea, a, a, a situation where people didn't even realize it was out of theaters. They just walked by the poster or they walked by the mm-hmm. marquee and were like, oh, that's still playing. Like, it, it feels to me like maybe it was such a fast decision, such a knee jerk decision to put this back out that the news didn't get out there, that this was like a big deal and it was going to be in PLFs. Right, right. I think right, that's the big thing. Right. Because I think a lot of people who'd seen this movie multiple times just assumed, oh, it's just going to be in a regular theater, which is not the optimal way to see this movie. But if right. they would have had a chance to see it in Screen X or 40X or in IMAX, they would have jumped on it possibly. I think that's mm-hmm. what it was. I think it's just like split-second decision, try to cap- capitalize on a weak box office. And listen, it made... Uh, over half a million dollars. That's that's nothing to sneeze at. Oh, of course not. And uh, we're, neither of us are sneezing right now. No. Um, it's it's just that you hate to see the per theater average be lower than bones and number. all. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, is there anything else of note in this? In this box office weekend, I mean, Black Adam, $165 million, seventh week. We're not talking about Black Adam. a failure, like I've said since the beginning. (laughs) Oh, whoa. Okay, just sneaking that in there. Well, no, I mean, uh, sneaking in that Black Adam is not doing well at the box office, and The Rock is going to have to figure out uh, his next move. I mean, I'm... Well, sneaking in that, it's you've said it's a failure since the beginning, I think, is rewriting a little bit of history there. Well, I, I've been saying it since the beginning of when I've said it's a failure. Got it. You know, since I began saying that Black Adam is a failure, that's when I was saying it. All right. That makes sense. So, yeah. I yeah, think so. the only thing to touch on is number six, I Heard the Bells, which is another uh, religious fathom event, made $2 million in a little over 1,000 theaters. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's something. I mean, it didn't make top five, but I mean, it's uh, it's it's content when theaters need it. Yeah, it's uh, 
I think it just shows again that the Fathom event model is very useful for theaters in a way that maybe it 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 hasn't ever been before. Mm-hmm. You know, they need these just quick quick hits to come in there. Not that this movie was a hit, but just a quick infusion of cash from a niche audience is is just the type of thing that theatrical is going to need more and more and more of. I think in these next couple of years as movie studios don't release as much stuff as they used to. We're going to need more oddities and freak shows, not to call I heard the bells a freak show, but you know, just just more off the beaten path stuff that just gets a very specific audience in the door even for one night. And again, those audiences who don't go to see movies that frequently could mm-hmm. walk in those doors and be converted. Yep. They could see Top Gun Maverick poster and be like, oh, Tom Cruise, he's still doing movies? You know? Or they yep. could see Black Panther. What is that? What is that? I'm going to maybe see that because I had so much t- so much of a good time or I had such a good time and I, mm-hmm. I hear the bells, right? I mean, that's right. the thing. It's like if you get diverse people into a theater, they may like it. Right, right. Ticket to Paradise, you know, if someone goes to see I Heard the Bells, religious movie, got off the church bus, then they see, ooh, Ticket to Paradise. I want to go to Paradise every Sunday. That's all we talk about is how do we live a life to get that Ticket to Paradise. And then they go see that movie. Well, yeah. And they've bought the ticket at that point. I mean, so it doesn't matter whether it's the Paradise they want or not. They could see Julia Roberts' big old chompers and be like, oh, she's still with Lyle Lovett. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean that. Right. I mean, and then they'll be like, "Oh, let's see. Let's see this movie. Who knows? Who's the guy from ERs in movies? You know? Right. They've they've totally they were never even aware of Batman and Robin. No. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 something to get people in the door. Maybe they go, they see a movie called Bones and All, and who knows what they think that's about? Body of Christ. They think it's about the body of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, and he it, said, "You shall eat them bones and all." Right? That's from one of the books. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be. It's in there. It's, it's such a big be. book. It's in there somewhere. There's every combination of words is in the Bible at some point because mm-hmm. there's so it's just so much. Um, yeah. So I I think that is really all that's worth talking about in this box office. I mean, the the one thing I'll say about the Fablemans from Universal is. It is very clear they are not putting this movie into more theaters than it's already in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's at 638 theaters in its fourth weekend, 5.5 million. And I'm curious to, to see what that means going forward for Steven Spielberg. It's obviously a very, it was always going to be a small movie for him, but to see a Steven Spielberg movie that is, maybe never going to get expanded to a thousand theaters. Very interesting times. I mean, very interesting yeah. times. I mean, what did at. you expect after seeing this movie? What did you think this movie was going to do? I mean, I enjoyed the movie. I think it's one of the best films of the year, but I, I am surprised that just the fact that it's a Steven Spielberg movie doesn't get it to a actual full release at some point. But it is very clear, very clear right now, 
it is never going to be in more screens than it is at this moment. Yeah, it's going to be most likely his worst domestic earner of all time. Yeah. Because yeah. even Sugarland Express made $7 million, and then Empire of the Sun made 22 And there ain't no wow. way Fablemans is making $22 million. Wow. What about 1941? 1941 made $34.1 million, brah. Wow. And then West Side Story, 38.5. So he is on a losing streak. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, and Ticket to Paradise is at $66 million after making 850000 So that movie is not going to make seventy. I think we could pretty much stake it on that. It's going to stall out in the high 60s. I think it also is not going to, thankfully, stall out at $69 million. No. Too many so, bad so, jokes. Yeah. So 66 probably only gets maybe to 67 or 68. Like but George luckily, Clooney and Julia Roberts make 69, you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and many variations yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's unlimited. Um, I think that is that is all I got to say about mm-hmm. this top 10. And again, of course, the menu doing great and uh, holding very well. So there you and, go. So just a little bit of a i guess um what would that be incentive to listen to the next episode uh not okay. that you aren't going to obviously as no. a listener cuz you're all great people yeah read bennett want to be a boy read send us an email about time to reset the board and he says next this coming weekend no film will gross more than 10 million dollars so he's saying it the streak is going to be over wow now the streak is something we've talked about before we are going to talk about it again so that's a mm-hmm. little tease for you yep yep we won't show our cards now but we both will be predicting whether the streak will end this coming weekend. So very exciting. That weekend preview episode is going to be huge. Must listen. It's a must listen. Yep. All right, Pat. Well, where can they email us with their predictions? Email us at the Boys Podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails, reading your emails, and and these are important. Mm-hmm. We saw it here with Wannabe O Boy Marcus given us the lowdown on why the quintessential quintuplets was what it was. So we, you need us more than we need you, but we also do need you mm-hmm. on occasion. So fulfill that need by sending us an email at the Podcast at gmail.com. And, then, and of course, follow yeah. us on social media. Right now, the social media of choice is Twitter. We're going to expand. We're talking about other platforms to expand to. We're talking about some live episode that we're going to do at some point. But for right now, it's Twitter. So follow us on Twitter at the B.O. Boys Pod. Want to be a winter and Christopher killing it with the audiograms, with the videos. And here's a little tease. Want to be a boy Christopher will be on the air 
soon in the near future got a very special episode of the bo boys that we're all cooking up together so you'll be getting want to be boy christopher soon but for now follow what he's doing at the bo boys pod on twitter all right Pat. why well, don't think there's anything left to say no except until next time Will we'll smell, smell you at, at the, the box, box. Oh, Nailed it. Nailed it.